0: You're listening to Morning with Megan, a podcast where we talk about all sorts of things. Today, I sit down with Ben Seaman. Now, these episodes are pre-recorded, and before Ben and I sat down, we had no idea what was going on with the UCB Theater. Since recording, we found out that the theater has been bought by a man named Mike, with a little help from the good old Blue Dodgers. Go Big Blue and go UCB! Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Today, I have my very good friend and fellow improviser, Ben Seaman. Ben,
1: Hello. Hello, Megan. It's so nice to talk to you.
0: It's so nice to talk to you. It's been a long time since we've gotten to actually see each other in person or perform together in any capacity, and that makes me sad.
1: That makes me very sad. It is so weird to have done so much performing together and then just being a per, you know i i consider myself more a writer than a performer but i still love to perform and i just haven't done it you know like in a yeah. live area for so long
0: yeah and it was just taken away from us so quickly it wasn't like there was a gradual like even pull of the band aid. it was like you don't get to do this anymore now starting immediately and like <laughs> we had just done the pun off and like uh i think it was January of 2020 with quick and funny musicals. And then everyone got sick as dogs. So I'm pretty sure that I caught it. In San Francisco after doing the pun off at Sketchfest.
1: Oh, I didn't know this. So you're I'm, patient zero is it what
0: could it done. could be. It could be. But we also all thought it could have been Muriel Montgomery at one point because I think she had been traveling and we were like and she was like had the sniffles or something. We were like, <laughs> oh, it could be, it could be Muriel. <laughs> but yeah, and that was like, so really that was the last time that I've seen any anybody from Quick and Funny Musicals, anybody from UCB. And then the theater is just like done. And so any hope of coming back to perform at UCB, I don't even know. I I feel like I've heard rumors of it being sold. I've heard rumors of it reopening just for classes. I've heard that Sunset's just done, done. I'm kind of like out of the loop. I don't really know what's going on with UCB as a theater. Do you know anything? I know. It's
1: so weird to be like, because I think that you and I, probably like, obviously I'm not defined by where I went to improv school, no. but you, you like, we define ourselves a little bit by it and being like, I'm a UCB person. And like, now it's like, <laughs> some people might be like, what is that? Like, that doesn't really exist anymore. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, if you say like, I'm a borders bookstore person and it's like, that doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. You know, <laughs> You
0: know, totally. And it's like, and there's so many, that's a cool thing though, that I've noticed more recently, uh, since things have been opening up, it's like theaters, like the Elysian theater and the pack are really flourishing or like the Glendale room. I see, I feel like all the time on people's Instagram stories, it's like they'll see me at the Glendale room. And so I feel like there's all, it's like kind of a new birth of comedy in a lot of ways too, which is really healthy, is like kind of an out with the old, in with the new sort of wave, which I think is is good and and is probably needed.
1: Yeah, we're starting so niche, right? Or we're, we're getting into the nitty gritty It is so weird because I, I think that for so many of the, you know, out here in LA and in New York, so many people were so heavily involved in it. And it's just interesting. It just kind of disappeared altogether and you know, I think we deserve to know, is it going to open again or is it not? Like, just tell us. And I just kind of feel us. like, you know, like, let us know what's going on. Because, you know, I, at the time that this is being recorded, the mask mandate in Los Angeles has been removed for people that are vaccinated and it's an honor system. So basically it's just <laughs> the, the wild, wild west. So like, <laughs> why aren't we opening theaters? You know, I went to like a brunch yesterday and it was just kind of like, Everyone was so ready to just be like, no more masks. Yeah. We like,
0: yeah. It's and, a free for all. They're ready. People are coming into Starbucks now without their masks on. Just like, yeah, I'm here. And you're not going to say anything about it. And it's like, <laughs> and it is like the wild west. Cause people shoot each other. Those looks like the mask wearers versus the non mask wearers are kind of like, Oh, so you choose not to wear your mask inside still. And it's so funny.
1: I want like an app or like. I want an app that's like, I'm going to go to this coffee shop. Do I need to wear a mask? Or, like, how many
0: people are wearing masks there? You know, like, what's the ratio here that I'm dealing with? Yeah. They have
1: that, like, Google has that thing where it's like, oh, you know, if you'd like to go to this restaurant, here's the peak time for this restaurant, and here's when it's quieter, you know, like, I wanna be able to like look up and be like, (laughs) I'm gonna go to Target. How many people are wearing masks? Five (laughs) hundred. Okay, I'll wear my mask. Like
0: (laughs) that's actually not a terrible idea at all because there would be a market for that app. Cause I'm sure a lot of people are just like, I I don't know, it's just a big question mark and a free for all.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just have so much anxiety about it now because at least when the mandate was there, I was like, I have to wear my mask. I don't have a choice, so I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. (laughs) My husband and I his name is Justin, who you know very well, but yeah. the listeners might not know. But we took, like, a Surla tabla cooking class. And <gasps> uh, and it was the first time, like, two weeks ago or so where we, you know, showed our vaccination. And then the teacher was like, you don't have to wear your mask if you don't want to. And it was like, I hadn't heard anybody say that, like, in two years. Yeah. And, and there was, like, 16 people in the class. And everyone was in a group of four. And there was one group that was like, we're taking it off. And they... <laughs> They took it off, but then everybody else, we were all just like kept our mask on. So it was like, it was like a baby step moment where it was like,
0: yeah, (laughs) I think I would keep my mask on as well. Like I, I went out to a show last night and I just, I had my mask on kind of, you know, right up at the front and up top. And like, after I was sat down, I kind of thought, well, people are having like drinks and beers. So I and I'm like, I have my little diet Coke, so I'm, you know, I'm going to need to drink out of it at some point and take my mask off. So eventually it just came off and stayed off. But when I first got there, I was one of a few people who still had their mask on, but I noticed that gradually by the end of the night, nobody was wearing a mask. Like it just, it just happens that way. Same at like um, if you go to like any restaurant that also has like jazz or comedy, <laughs> it's the same thing. Like a few select tables were have their masks on. And then, but by the end, like by hour one and a half two no one's wearing their mask anymore. So it is baby steps. I think we're all just trying to figure out that comfort zone.
1: It is good to just be out and do things, you know? I think I feel, you know, not to get, like, into industry talk or something, but something that I've been feeling for, like, the last two years is, like, you know, everything that I've gotten is through networking and friendships and connections, you know? Like, people that I know.
0: Me too. And, like,
1: people that moved to L.A., like in February of 2020, like how have they been able to make friends and make connections, you know, like
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, you take an
1: improv class with zoom. It's like, are you, do you really come friends with people on zoom? Cause you, it's like, you're not really seeing them and hanging out, you know, like, so I just wonder if there's going to be kind of a delay for a couple of years for this, like generation of people that haven't been able to make connections and, and friendships in Los Angeles. It's so important, you know,
0: yeah. I've thought about that too. I have thought about that too, about the connection aspect of it. Cause it seems like, um, the sketches and the improv that I've seen are all do it yourself, do it from home. And so they'll have like their pod of people that they feel comfortable recording sketches with or whatever. Um, I don't know how that applies so much to improv shows off of zoom, but yeah, it's like, um, I guess my point is just, uh, It's funny watching people sort of do it themselves. And by funny, I mean cool. I think it's just, it's like a different way of doing things now where it's like, well, we don't have a theater space to rehearse in, but we do have my two bedroom apartment or we do have this like patio (laughs) space we can use. So I'm going to pull one or two people and do this sketch and just hope it goes viral. I'm going to put it on TikTok or whatever, you know? (laughs) So I I think that's kind of the way that I feel like the younger generations have been doing it and just really getting a lot out of apps like TikTok and Instagram stories and reels and things like that.
1: Yeah, I feel like, you know, like you and I were before the official recording, you know, I don't know how you're going to edit, but we were like, you know, when you're not able to do as many things as you used to, you still feel like you have to have an outlet. You have to do stuff. You have to be making stuff. And sometimes you're making stuff and you know, like, okay, I've, I've made a podcast before. I'll make a podcast again. Again, N- not that many people listen to it. Yeah. But like, but I was like, oh, I feel like I'm doing something. It's good to have a deadline every week. It's good to be putting something out there.
0: And you never yeah. know.
1: Like, I've definitely had things where maybe I made a YouTube video. Like, I make these dumb videos with Barbies called brunch, and like, brunch. it's on TikTok.
0: <laughs> so yes. TikTok.
1: But like we made it the first ones a couple of years ago. And I think that I I can't pinpoint anything that I got because of that, but like I was able to send those videos to people. And even though they had like 34 views, like it's still like something cool that I made that shows who I am. And so it doesn't matter how many views you have it. You have, you have like a proof of concept of who you are as an artist, you know?
0: Totally. And I have so much respect for that too. Cause like a lot of times I will just sit on an idea or have no ideas at all. I'll just sort of feel like, um, really like lack of ambition. And that's more of like the depression and anxiety side of things, but just the fact to create the fact that you do it, the fact that you, you know, have an idea and bring something to fruition. And you've always been that way. I have such high respect for because you're so like motivated and driven and you constantly have ideas. You're constantly writing. And I always have looked up to you for that fact because I'm like, God, Ben is just, he's just a creator. It's just innately in you. Um, it's <laughs> so cool. Like That's I so think, funny
1: because I feel like I think that about other, I feel, what am I saying? There must be like a, a, a chain because I feel like I don't do enough and I see other people and I'm like, Oh, these person is they're just shirting stuff, shirting out. stuff
0: out. Yeah. Gabe and, now, and I are about that.
1: Sitting like an idiot doing nothing, but then, you know, it's all from a different perspective. You feel like that I'm doing more. So that's yeah. so funny.
0: And it's all that comparison thing. I think that's natural from a uh, performer's aspect or perspective is just comparing and going, okay, if X, then Y, or if I'm here, I should be there, or this person is doing X, Y, and Z, and I want to be doing X, Y, and Z. But it's like, man, it's all relative. It's like, as long as you're just still listening to yourself and doing what you enjoy, I think that that's really important is like to do what you want to do because you're really having fun and it's for yourself because um, then you can get caught into like the obligation side of things where you're like, oh, I have to turn out this project or, or I have to do these things and you lose the joy from it and you're not having f- so much fun anymore. Like I would have a really hard time writing for television. I think I would love it. And then the fast paced nature of it and having to turn stuff out, I would just be like, I, I don't know, I can't do it. I think I would get so overwhelmed. And uh, you know, you're, you're... <laughs> You know, writing for television, it's like, <laughs> describe that a little bit.
1: Well, I write for children's cartoons. Yes. Culture. It's very specific. But yeah, it's so interesting. I think that like, it's interesting people that to me, you're like a performer, but you also are a writer in a lot of ways and that you create characters and you do,
0: Yeah,
1: I don't want to say impressions, but like you create characters and, and do really fun things. And so you are a writer. But you don't do that much writing writing, I think. My, right. Unless I'm wrong. Like No, you're totally like...
0: right. I write my stand up and character work, but I don't write any television. I never like I've never written a pilot in my life. I've never sat down and been like, I'm gonna structure a pilot. I've had ideas <laughs> for once, but I've never done it.
1: <laughs> it's it's a lot of work. Sometimes writing is the worst. Like I always yeah. love the being I mean, people say this, this isn't anything new, but I love when I'm done with writing. Like I love that when I finish something and I'm so excited to like share it with the world and be like, here's something that I made. But like the process of going through it is always very hard. Even making those stupid Barbie videos, like I hate taking pictures and editing it and like doing <laughs> all this stuff. And then as soon as it's done, then I watch it like 20 times. Just, yeah. so, proud like,
0: Yay. just yeah. so proud
1: of what I made. But yeah. I kind of feel like you would be, Good at, you know, at, at the like TikTok and all those. I mean, you, you post a lot of your dancing and, and things like that, but you're like someone that writes for yourself, kind of. And you need to yeah. maybe just make stuff that shows how you're funny, you know?
0: Yeah. And I, you're, you know, you're not the first person that's told me to get on TikTok. I just honestly feel like, A, I feel too old for it, which I think is probably a little silly, you know, to put that like stigma on myself. But I feel like, eh, this is more for like this age group. And I also I think that there's a snobbiness I have too. It's like, well, it's just going to be a matter of time before it's done, and the next thing is coming around. So why <laughs> even bother? Instead of just doing it, instead of just jumping on the bandwagon and being like, no, like have some fun with this. Why not? Sure, start a TikTok.
1: I think you're doing this podcast, and I think you're going to start doing the TikToks. And <laughs> gonna, I don't, I don't know what your experience because I, I had the same apprehension that you did, in that like I. Would kind of do Vine when Vine was happening.
0: Oh my god, um, I remember Vine,
1: and I would get comments like, even then when I was, I don't know, I was like probably thirty-four. I don't know when Vine was happening, but I would get all these comments that are like, "Old, you're old," but <laughs> 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 it's just like you're not even like responding to my content. You're just saying that I'm old, <laughs> and so. I was scared to do TikTok because I thought it would just be all the same thing. And it probably would be if I was putting myself on TikTok. Like
0: um, That's what I am worried about too.
1: Barbies. But I there's so many range of people on TikTok. Like there's so many different ages. And so the more that you watch, the more that you're like, oh, this isn't all just like twenty year olds. There's there's like (laughs) there's I mean it's it's interesting because there's some people that get like a following on TikTok just because they're like old as a novelty, like, oh, this 70 year old woman is like
0: <laughs> giving us
1: depression era recipes or dancing or something, you know. <laughs> or both
0: combined.
1: Or both while she dances. But yeah. There's definitely like a lot more people on TikTok in all sorts of age ranges than I than I thought. So I, I wouldn't be scared of it. And I think you have to just be ready for people to say you're old and just be like a, yeah, yeah, I guess I am compared to you.
0: but Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and having that thick skin too. I have a buddy who started a TikTok. He just started telling dad jokes, just really bad dad jokes. And he uh, started calling himself, I think he calls himself the Earl of Dad Jokes on TikTok and on his, I think he has an Instagram for it now too. And he gained a huge following, massive following, just from doing these like punny, you know, dumb, bad dad jokes and he's super cute to look at. He's really adorable anyway. And so it's like those two things, I think having that, that charm and that sense of humor, it just like took off. And I was like, and he's, I think he's just like a, maybe a couple of years younger than we are, but so he's not necessarily on the younger side by any means, but he's had a lot of success. So <laughs> so that's, it's
1: a weird, it's a weird place. And like, I think you should experiment and see. And then if you don't like it, because to me, like, I made these Barbie videos, these brunch videos. And, you know, I made the first wave of them a couple of years ago and I would put them on YouTube and stuff. And they wouldn't, they, like, I think the biggest views that one has was like 164 views or something, uh-huh. you know, like, and we made like 15 of them, you know, and I was just like not getting any response. And so then I started like posting them on TikTok and then they got not a huge response, but like more have, like, 8,900 followers and like some of the videos have like 60,000 views so like it's it's crazy huge
0: yeah that's amazing to me I don't think anything I've ever posted has had 60,000 views I I know and so that's
1: why it's just like and I don't understand the algorithm and so like sometimes things will go viral and I'm like why is this one doing well and then this other one that I really liked a lot like nobody likes this one (laughs) so like (laughs) And then you'll see, you just get kind of addicted to watching them because like the algorithm is so strange. And it's just this endless feed. I mean, it's like fine, this endless feed of videos. Yeah. And the more that you use it, the more that it's like Megan likes van life videos and Megan <laughs> likes cat videos. And But you have to be very careful because if you like something, like if you like someone being like, I live in a van and here's my van, then you and like it. And that's all you get. You're going to get so many, van. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so be careful with your like button finger. Okay. Yes. That's it can only, though.
1: it's like, it's like TikTok is like a really old grandparent that like the algorithm is like the grandparent that knows that you like frogs. And so they only buy you frog <laughs> stuff every year for Christmas. <laughs> and so that's if like,
0: so Genius.
1: So, if TikTok learns that you like frogs, it's like, oh, I'm just going to get them more frogs. Here's more
0: frogs. <laughs> I guess you like frogs.
1: And it's like, yeah, I like frogs, but don't you remember that I also like cars and I also like, <laughs> <laughs> like all these other things? And I'll be like, no, you like that frog video. You're, you're so
0: oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah, and that's like and that's the thing too is that the the time sucker element you kind of brought up, I think that scares me too. It's like I'm definitely the person that'll get stuck on Instagram stories for a while. Like I'll just sit there and I'll just be I'll be like, Oh my God, fifteen, twenty minutes just passed and I've been just watching stories. And I feel like there's an element to TikTok where that would be even worse, where I'd be like, Oh my God, I just spent an hour on TikTok. I don't
1: know if you could. I think you reach a point where you're just like, I can't do it, at least personally. But it is just weird exploring, you know, humans are so weird and there's so many different things that people are interested in. And you just see all these different parts of the world. (laughs) Like there's stuff on there that's more popular. I mean, that might be the same on Instagram, but it's just like, there's things where it's like, there's cleaning TikTok, where it's just like people that talk about how, to re- clean things <laughs> like there's just like these really weird specific niches and again if you like one video or it's like this woman is like this is how you make your own cleaning products <laughs> Like, you could, like a whole bunch of those man so um, there's
0: a little something for everyone involved in tiktok yeah no matter what you're kind of looking for there's something for you to watch
1: there's something for everyone. And then you kind of feel like I'm talking about TikTok more than I thought I would. Cause I only look at it like maybe 10 minutes a day.
0: Like, <laughs> Do you work for TikTok now?
1: <laughs> but you feel kind of like you're in the know about something. Cause there'll be songs that like trend on it, or it'll be weird challenges that trend on it, you know? And then, you're like, I know about this trending thing where, <laughs>
0: yeah, see, I feel so in the dark when it comes to that stuff. Like, um, everyone's talking about Wordle and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck Wordle is. I don't know. I saw, I saw one SNL reference to Wordle, like maybe three or four weeks ago and that's about it. But I've see people mention it all the time and I'm not familiar.
1: It's hard when you aren't taking part in something that everybody else is enjoying. And, but you also are like, I don't think, I don't know if that's for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I care so much, but at the same time, it's like it is it is fun to feel involved or to know those inside jokes for <laughs> sure. For sure. Yeah,
1: I feel like I'm gonna be pressured into watching Euphoria, which I've never watched because everybody was just I talking I haven't about either.
0: Euphoria. Yeah. Everyone loves that show. And I yeah, it's with um what's her name?
1: Uh Z- Zendaya. Thank
0: you. Zendaya. Yeah, she's really beautiful. She's so pretty.
1: I'm she sure is she is a,
0: lovely qualities other than her physical <laughs> attributes, but she's beautiful
1: well <laughs> for us who haven't seen Euphoria we don't you know because she's in Spider-Man and she's in Dune but she doesn't get to do much in either of those movies right. you know
0: especially right. in
1: Dune she was there for like two minutes and Ten then 10
0: seconds yeah <laughs> I really liked the new Spider-Man I thought that was so much fun the newest one
1: it, it was fun it was fun and you know what she'd gotten a little more I don't know <laughs> I, I, I was like do I feel like it should have been nominated for an Oscar and then I was like no not no. really
0: if I had. <laughs> <laughs> not really but there were some really fun moments where the audience like all could react together and that's what I think was cool is that it served that like we're all in this together that community feeling and in, inside the theater at least was really cool because I did go to the theater to see that one I also went to the theater to see the new scream oh <laughs> that was fun how did you
1: it was fun. Did I liked scream? it.
0: People screamed. <laughs> I can see where like if if it was really written for those of us that actually saw the original Scream in 1996 in the theater and had the biggest heart on for it, because I can see if you came into it, you know, not knowing much about Scream or maybe knowing a little bit, you'd be like, oh, this feels forced. But for those of us who really, really, really loved the first one and kind of the franchise, it was really fun. I enjoyed it a lot.
1: That sounds fun. I'm gonna have to check it out. Yeah, I mean that was such out. a pivotal movie to watch. Like it was.
0: Oh just yeah. Like, what is happening? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, it was a big deal. I saw that movie so many times in times in theaters in middle school or however old we were. Maybe I was a freshman in high school. I don't remember. But no, I think I was in like seventh or eighth grade. Uh, but anyway. Um, what else is going on for you, like project wise? Speaking of just kind of keeping busy and stuff, what have you been doing to kind of keep yourself? Afloat and keep yourself happy
1: That's a good question, right? Um, yeah, well, right now, like I don't know i'm i, I <laughs> this is so timely this we'll see when this comes out, like <laughs> what people are talking about then, but like I don't know, I've been working uh at Disney for making uh I work in this very specific department right now called the multi platform department, Ooh. and they make all these like YouTube videos and stuff, and I'm helping them. Like take all these YouTube videos and then turn them into television specials. It's like a really specific job, but I've been doing that.
0: That's something you'd be so good at because you have such a good picky eye. I mean that in a good way. (laughs) You're very particular.
1: But I don't know if you've been. I I I, like the last couple of days. I've just been so I'm so depressed about this. Don't say gay bill that is going to maybe pass in Florida, and I'm just yeah. And it's hard for me because you know, Disney is kind of, they used to kind of take political stances in the past. Like Georgia was going to pass in 2016, that like anti-bathroom bill, where it was like, you can't use the bathroom. Like if you were a trans woman, you weren't allowed to use the women's bathroom or I I can't remember Mm -hmm. exactly, but it was like a really messed up bill. And like Mm -hmm. Disney said, if you pass bill. We're not gonna film in Georgia anymore, and then yeah. they didn't pass that bill, and then now they have a new CEO, and he's kind of like hands off like I'm not gonna get involved and it's so upsetting to me as an employee so I've been kind of like bitching about it on Twitter and we'll see if when this comes out if I still have a job uh, I don't <laughs> think they, I don't think they're you know I don't think they could easily uh I don't know we'll see, but uh, well,
0: it's sure just, you're also not the only one that feels. That way, I'm sure that there's a lot of other employees that work for Disney that feel exactly the same way that you do. they are like, uh, excuse yeah. me, what the actual fuck?
1: Yeah, it's it's just hard because you know, it's I love Disney, I love the company, I love working for it, but then when something gets so big, everything gets so complicated, you know, and yeah. it's like companies have to make choices about well, are we going to take a stand against this thing and get more political, or are we not? So, but I don't know, man. It, it's just um, you know. I'm gay and and that's hard enough but it's just been Republicans now we're getting to the political secondary
0: show but here comes the politics
1: but like you know there's just such an anti-trans movement going on right now as like a wedge issue in all these states and it's just so scary and sad you know like (sighs) it's just so hateful that people are like we need to pick someone that we don't like and, and make that the wedge issue you know it's been like I listened to like this podcast about old Hollywood and things just changed so so fast. Like I, I guess people used to really hate Italians. And so people yeah. would pretend people would pretend to not be Italian or like hide their Italianness because they didn't want people to know. And like nowadays, like <laughs> you don't hear anybody say that dirty Italian
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: Like nobody, everybody moved on. And so it just seems like there's always like, oh, well, I guess people are kind of okay with gay people, not as much as they should, but let's just really hammer these trans people. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so it's so upsetting all these, all these wedge issues. This, this yeah. conversation has really gone everywhere.
0: <laughs> it's all over the map. This is what I love. This is exactly what I want the podcast to be though. So this is perfect because I just really want it to be an open forum of anything and everything. And this is certainly that. And it's like, I just I don't want people to be afraid to ever speak their minds ever, especially on issues that are close to the heart and especially on issues that affect your daily life um, in truth. And so I want to open up the conversation to all sorts of topics. And this is another good one because I'm in full agreement with you. I think that it's pretty disgusting what's happening. And it's hard not to feel powerless, too, because there's only so many organizations that you can support. There's only so many ways you can be an ally and you're still not watching enough change happen. And you start to feel, yeah, like you're saying, depressed and hopeless. And I feel the same way about stuff that's going on in Ukraine. It's just like, um, kind of this weird sense of survivor's guilt in a way where it's like, Why do people have to suffer and why are people being literally blown to pieces and then I am doing okay over here in South Pasadena? It's like sure I've got my mental health problems and everything and I've got plenty to deal with. But I mean, at the end of the day, things are good. Life is good. I I've been really lucky and I feel so like, you know, I hate using the word blessed. I think it's a gross word because (laughs) it's ruined
1: that word. Oh, (laughs) it's so gross. Plus it
0: just like it just paints this picture that like God, whatever that means, whatever energy God is, it's just some old white man with a beard sitting in a chair going, yeah, I'm going to cause this hurricane and blow out 400,000 houses. But that one house on the right, they're blessed. It's just like, (laughs) no, that's not how it works. No, you got fucking lucky. Um, And be thankful for that. Be grateful for that. But that's, yeah, that's their life is just full of choices and luck and not luck. And I think that the universe does hand us favors and I think that God is good but um, I hesitate using the word blessed anyway that's my tangent on my (laughs) live laugh love poster (laughs) has there ever been a word
1: that was more hurt by a hashtag than the word
0: blessed blessed. (laughs) yeah (laughs) I know hashtag blessed
1: Uh, and um, I don't know what else so I I don't know how long that job is going to last I speaking of podcasts like I I feel like if I don't get another job after this current job ends soon, then I'm I ha I bought all these time life mysteries of the unknown books. Um Ooh. and uh I don't know if you know what those are. Do no. you are you aware of them at all? No. <laughs> it was this 'cause it was this book series that came out like in the late eighties and early nineties called Time Life Mysteries of the Unknown and it was like these spooky, like unsolved mysteries kinds of books where one's about ufos one's about ghosts one's about like they're all about these like supposedly real stories and they're also like it's the ad campaign for it was kind of ridiculous and like um it (laughs) we watched like Nickelodeon when you were, you know, like Nick at night or something. Of have these Spooky commercials about uh, This these is books. super
0: familiar. Yeah. This is coming. Something's ringing a bell here. It yeah. you saw bell. something
1: the covers, you might be like, oh, I think I saw that in a library as a kid or something.
0: Or like um, the book but,
1: fair. Book <laughs> fair, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I feel like I want to like make a podcast where I tell these stories um, from Oh, these I books. love
0: that. Yeah. That would be so much fun. I think that's a great idea.
1: Because I have gotten into at first I was like listening to a lot of murder podcasts, like my favorite murder and Me like, too. um, what's the other one? Uh, serial. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Something. There's
0: so uh, many, there are so many, many, it's hard to keep up. I fell off of my favorite murder a long time ago. Like, I was an avid listener when they first started. I was like all about that podcast.
1: You were an original murderino. Huh? I was
0: an OG murderino for sure. And then I just, yeah. I mean, no offense to either of them; they're wonderful women. But I just fell off the podcast. Oh, you
1: just fall off podcast eventually. There's always like I used to listen to This American Life every week. I haven't listened yeah. to it forever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another one. Yeah,
1: there's just certain ones that I like. Go, you know, you just go through your cycles. But now I started <laughs> listening to podcasts where. It's listen to these two podcasts where it's just people reading stories from Reddit, basically. They're just being like, I found these spooky stories from Reddit and I'm reading them. I love it. And then they're super popular and I'm just like, if people can make money just reading stories <laughs> from reddit <laughs> then i need to be able to do that you know
0: um, oh 100% 100% it's just like it's one of those things
1: like when twitch first happened it was like wait you make money playing video games and people like give you money because they like watching you play video games it's like that's wild
0: to me i still don't fully understand the concept of that of getting paid to yeah to play or paid to even speak like this just having conversation it's like a wild it's a wild concept to me
1: (laughs) it's just it's those things where it's like you make money doing this thing and so yeah with podcast i'm like well you read spooky stories from reddit and like and then uh, there's, uh, there's a whole industry of things from Reddit because there's people on TikTok that have millions of followers that are just like reading stories from Reddit that are like, there was this girl that lived in Maine and this is what <laughs> happened to her. Like,
0: <laughs> oh my God. There's this guy I love. He's on uh, YouTube and he does the same thing. He just takes other people's stories or videos, spooky videos, and then narrates over them. But his name is Dylan is chilling and he talks like this. And at the end of every video, he says, if you want to know what I look like, go to my Instagram at <laughs> he always has These like clip art spooky ghouls and stuff over his like the imagery of where the artist would be. So he's like, You want to see what I look? But his voice is just, yeah, it's amazing.
1: Dylan is chillin'. Well Dylan. Who knows? Is chillin'. <laughs> Who knows yeah. what this will lead to, you know? He's
0: making money. Dylan is chilling. He's definitely chilling. He's he's doing just fine. <laughs> it's so funny.
1: All right, now um, I've reached the tiny pause in the conversation. You're going to introduce the next big hot topic, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um so so uh so you're working on potentially starting a podcast, you're working for Disney, which is really great, and you're keeping afloat, you know, just kind of creatively writing, is there anything that you're doing, um, just sort of through the pandemic that has been a lift of spirits? Like some people have been like, Oh, I've started exercising. Or some people have said, you know, Oh, I've started reading these, you know, novels or whatever. Is there anything that has kind of brought you like any sense of joy or relief just because we've all been in our own heads so much?
1: That's a good question. Yeah. I feel like we have to be so careful to be, cause like part of me wanted to say like, well, it's kind of weird because we're almost like, we're almost over or we're almost on the other end of it. But then every time you
0: say, you say that, that. Like,
1: something happened, super crime just came out. <laughs> like, I know. So it's like, you know, I, I think that all of us are still traumatized being like, well, is, is, is it actually almost over? Um, that's a good question. I'm trying to think because everybody went through their bread period. Um, yeah. We did not. <laughs> Do a very good job of the bread. We try to make bread. It <laughs> <to> didn't work <laughs> out that well. I think making those videos, like those Barbie brunch videos, um, was something yeah, that you I got really that. excited about. I really yeah. look forward to posting them every week. And I, I make them with two other people. And so I need their voices. And I write them with my friend Chase. And so I kind of need to co write them with him. So I have to wait. Like if it was up to me, I would just be like posting so many <laughs> barfi videos a week, but we kind of just do one a week and it's kind of like torture to me because I want to like post more. So then that makes me think like, Oh, should I, maybe I should also make my own TikTok where I do videos and then everyone says that I'm old. Um, yeah, you're <laughs> me pushing me onto TikTok.
0: You better join me for the ride. We're doing this, we're this together, baby. <laughs> But I don't know, I
1: didn't take up any cool hobbies like knitting or, you know, like there's people that taught themselves to do amazing things during this time. Oh
0: my God. I know. Totally. Like, yeah, people who have totally uh, learned how to sew complete outfits together. Like, oh, I made these bell bottoms and matching jumpsuit pantsuit or whatever. It's like, oh my God, I golf, (laughs) (laughs) I I picked up golf. I mean, yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: Exciting for you. You've been, you've been golfing like a monster. golfing and dancing,
0: (laughs) golfing, just golfing and dancing away the blues, man, just trying to keep afloat. But the golfing is funny because there's such an element of discipline and structure to it. I think that's why I took to it because there's discipline and structure. And then at the end of the day, you throw it all away and you get out of your head and it's so Zen. It's just super Zen being out on the green, hearing the birds smacking balls out into the open air. Like I love it. There's something about it. That's just so calming for me and my anxiety. And I think it's the fact that it literally is just something to focus on. That's a little bit repetitive. Um, sure. It also requires some skill. It's really like, it's just been super helpful for me.
1: So do you, cause you post a lot of videos of you like swinging and taking shots like at like a driving range, but you you legitimately golf as well like yeah. on the course and are yeah. going on the courses.
0: I go a lot alone. So it's harder to take video. Like I've done, I've done, I've posted some vote videos of myself of like the first shot on the first hole. And then like off normally I'll get onto the green, which is pretty good. Sometimes I'll, I'll shoot off to the left, but normally I can get on the green on like a three par. If it's a five par more, it's going to be harder for me. It's like, uh, that's, that's distance distance wise. And so And some courses are way easier than others. Like the course I go to near my house is pretty dinky. It's 18 holes, but it's all very small and kind of construct. And so the furthest you're going to drive your ball, it's probably like 198 yards, maybe. And so there's these bigger, more glamorous courses that are like, you're shooting for like 300, 350 yards. And that's going to take you a few times to get to the green but I enjoy the process. It's so much fun. And it's really fun to golf with other people. But again, since it's been a pandemic, I just usually go by myself. My best friend, she golf. She's the one who got me into it though. So she's in Palm Springs now, but when she's in LA, we try to golf as much as we can.
1: Oh, your best friend moved to Palm Springs. What are they doing there?
0: Oh my God. I miss her so much. Yeah. She's, she's so happy. She's thriving there. She loves the desert, but she's a musician. So there's just a lot going on out there right now for her and a lot of festivals. She's also oh. she travels a lot for work. And then she's in LA a lot doing shows too. So she's just constantly busy. She's constantly traveling. I really, speaking of hustle, I admire her hustle so much. Like, I don't know how she does it. And she's been grateful that things have picked up, you know, again too, but like, I barely see her just cause it's been like a constant grind. So it's uh. like, yeah,
1: it has been hard. I feel like another thing that we don't really I mean, it's so nice to talk to you like I just miss people and I miss I just think Me that to. not on purpose, but I just feel like there's certain friendships that probably just won't come back just because like, it's just like a habit, like, like you yeah. you dropped a habit. And it's not like sometimes you drop a good habit, you know, like you stop or something. like but there's just people that we would see at UCB or see at places that we don't we don't have that anymore, so we don't have that connection. And so it yeah. is so interesting. There's friends that I have that moved out of Los Angeles during the pandemic because they were just like, oh well, I can do this job anywhere at least for now, yeah. you know. And it's just kind yeah. of a bummer. But yeah. I love Palm Springs.
0: <laughs> I know, I do too. Before I
1: go there, I was just like, I, I just I'm so I'm like ready 20 years too early to be an old rich. Yeah. Day <laughs> yeah.
0: It's the best life. It's the, it really is. And so, yeah, she is stoked to be out there. She loves it. And the lifestyle fits her so perfectly. So it's like, I know that she's happy out there, but I also know that there's aspects of living closer to, you know, us and her family that, you know, she wishes she could bring closer together mileage wise, but I mean, there's so many things about LA that are shitty. It's like there's so many reasons why I understand why she left. Same with like your buddies. I have some other friends. Like my cousin moved to Vegas. I wouldn't choose Vegas, but I also celebrate her decision, you know, in leaving LA, <laughs> leaving Chatsworth for that matter. So I get it. Um, and she moved for work. And so it's like it's a little different, but it's like we are living in a time where you can kind of do what you do from anywhere, and property is so much cheaper anywhere outside of Los Angeles or California for that matter it's like the minute you go outside of la prices just start dropping so much cheaper and so it's like yeah Idaho does sound pretty nice Colorado does have a really nice like ranch house I could get for under three hundred thousand dollars and have what horses and a cowboy <laughs> pool it's like insanity um I but know. then I would I would miss the hustle I wouldn't miss the hustle but I would miss the um the aspect of performing live. I would miss the friendships. I would miss cultivating that. Um, but I missed that already because, like you said, we haven't had it for two years. So
1: I know. Like we've gone through two, Megan and I always used to do like a really lame Christmas bit together.
0: Yeah. And that
1: was kind of like a fun tradition. And now every time that Christmas comes <laughs> and it's like during a pandemic, I'm like, oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Can't do that
1: Christmas bit. And, I know. Uh, so I think, yeah, I mean, I think for, for us, probably like UCB is, you know, maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe, maybe it won't be this, but you know, it's probably in, in the past for us. Now we have to find these different outlets. We have to make our podcast and you know, we have to put more effort into seeing each other like you and Chris Farrah and I are going to have to go to Island's bar and grill. Again. Yes,
0: please. <laughs> I'm always down for Island's. God, I love Island's so much. Oh my God. Um, Well, awesome. Well, Ben, where can our listeners find you if you're interested in even being found?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a good question. I'm on Twitter at Benjamin JS and uh, uh, brunch, which I've talked about way too much.
0: It's on TikTok
1: at brunch the series, but I also post it on pretty much all my other social media.
0: And I love it so much. It's so fucking funny.
1: got to get you in there as like, uh, I don't know. Oh, anytime for the farmer's market episode or something. (laughs) 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 You've got to be some kind of hippie dippy character.
0: (laughs) Oh, anytime. I would love that. Absolutely. Um, well, I want to say thank you again for joining me and just shooting the shit. It's always really fun to get together. And I say this, you know, about many people, but you really are one of the funniest people that I've ever met and that I've ever had the pleasure of working with. So whatever that means to you, just take it or leave it, but continue on doing what you're doing because you just create such amazing things and you bring so many of us so much joy, Ben. You're just such an incredible. You're so
1: very sweet. You're yeah. I feel like the same about you. I hope, you know, you were saying like things I, I, I hope to like sell a cartoon someday and like be able to, you know, like Hollywood is a tough place. You have all these people that you're like, Why isn't this person doing better? They're so good. Like yeah. and why is this person doing good? They're
0: so good. <laughs> like so
1: I feel like, you know, I wanna be able to raise people up and like reward the people that I think are so great. And so I yeah, hope me too. if anything that I get to do like a show or something where I can be like this is Megan and everyone would be like, where did she come from? And I'd be like, she's been here a long time. She have <laughs> <like> been paying attention.
0: <laughs> Too long.
1: <laughs> Why did I have to show you who she is? Um, but that's what this town is, is. I think, you know, I, I think when other people sell shows, sometimes, you know, we, we did this public musical where we talk about jealousy and stuff, but it's just like, when other yeah. people get stuff, I'm just like, they just hired all their friends how come they didn't hire me? They hired all their friends. Oh, their if friends. I sold something, I'm immediately going to hire just all my friends. Oh, cool. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. And what a glorious working environment that would be, too. It's like you have to put that into perspective, too, is like, oh, I get to go to work with people I love and respect every single day. It's so much fun. Um, that's another thing. I don't know if you have given any thought to reprising La 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 L.A. when things do open up, but I am always down to reignite that show and to be in it and to be a part of that again. Because uh, Ben and I, for those of you that don't know, did a long-running puppet show that he wrote called La 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 L.A., a puppet musical. Um, all about the trials and tribulations of being an artist here in Los <laughs> Angeles and what that means. And uh, and the struggles emotionally and physically that we put on ourselves to go through it. Um, but if that if there's ever an opportunity or a theater that you are interested in or that you want to bring it back to, I am... I've got your back 100%. Oh,
1: I'm sure everybody involved would want to uh, to do it.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's such a good show. People still talk to me about that show. People still will pull me aside and be like, God, that puppet show you did was just so <laughs> brilliant. People love that show.
1: You can watch it if you go to my Twitter and click on a link. You can watch it yeah. in action.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is it on YouTube? Is it do you have a link to a it's YouTube? It's on
1: YouTube. Yeah. There's the link on my Twitter to the YouTube that was filmed with two cameras. So it's dynamic, guys. Don't worry. It's <laughs> hard to watch theater.
0: It's dynamic, guys.
1: It's hard to watch theater, but if there's two cameras, then you're like, oh, this is like just like a television show. This is like Hamilton <laughs> on Disney Plus.
0: <laughs> professional.
1: Very professional. Thank you, Megan. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Ben. I love you. And um, I hope to chat with you again soon. You can come back and be a guest anytime.
1: All right. Great. (laughs) Am I going to hang up or should we say goodbye? I'll hang up on
0: you. Yeah. I'll I'll hang up on you. Bye for now. (laughs) Bye for now. (laughs) You've been listening to Morning with Megan, podcast produced by Arlo Sanders, artwork by Joy Mamie, and hosted by me, Megan Parks. Please join my Patreon at patreon.com morningwithmegan where you can get access to brand new episodes early and even some video footage if you want to see what we look like while we're talking and not just what we look like while we're listening. You know what I mean.